Hey, and welcome to a very special edition of the Who Dat Jedi podcast. Um, Christmas came early. Disney uh, made big announcements for what is coming from Star Wars and Marvel, and so we are having a little geek out session here. Um, as always, I'm Aaron, and I'm with Dave and Fredo, but joining us, uh, a couple of very special guests. Um, one, he has been with us before. He's the second returning guest to the Who Dat Jedi podcast. That's Scott Colesby. So welcome, Scott. Hello. And another very special guest near and dear to my heart is my niece, Alex, uh, Alex Streaks. And uh, she is in Nebraska, So, uh, and she is an, just as big of a Star Wars uh, nerd. Um, the reason why I asked her on is because she was sending me messages when all this was going down, she said, as a prequel fan, I feel vindicated. That was a quote, right? That was a direct quote. Yeah. See, I pay attention. So anyway, but my niece, Alex, is here. Um, so, I, so yeah, we're going to be talking about both the Star Wars um, and the uh, uh, Marvel stuff. But just first, initial reactions as the thing started coming through. Were you giddy? Were you, was it what you were expecting? Uh, what do you think? Uh, let Dave, let's start with you. What was your first as stuff was coming through? Uh, just completely overwhelmed, honestly. Uh, there was a lot there that I didn't expect to see. It's it's a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. But I was really excited. So uh, I'll throw it over to Scott. Scott, what was your reaction going through? Uh, like, well, like I said in the tweet, it was just difficult to keep up as, as I was working. And um, every single... I mean, on the Marvel side, every single Marvel thing just made me more and more giddy about it. Um, there's a couple of things on the Star Wars side that I don't know the context to yet because I've been doing a rewatch of it chronologically of everything. So I haven't seen the last season of uh, Clone Wars yet. So, ah, okay. But other than that, I, I'm really stupidly excited about it all. Cool. Alex, what about you? Oh my God, I was like dying inside. It was like every five seconds, I was just collectively losing my shit. My monkey. It was, oh God. <laughs> I, I was hyperventilating and I was watching a live stream of it. So like my fiance in the background was absolutely like laughing his head off at my reactions and thinking I was going crazy. But you know, that's another day in this house, so. Right on, right on. Fredo? Well, yeah, kind of like everybody else, it was, I mean, at first you're like, okay, that's interesting. And then you get something else interesting and then something else. Wow, that's neat. And I think halfway through, I was just like, this is a ton of stuff. So um, what we're going to do is we're just going to run through, um, first of all, all of the Star Wars announcements. And we're not really going to give any synopsis because I think that it, well, really, we don't know what any of these are really going to be about beyond their titles. Um, but we're just going to run through those. And then we're going to just kind of talk about what, which one, you know, Scott was giddy over everything. And so was Alex. She was giddy over everything. Um, we're just going to find out uh, what was the thing that made you most giddy. What was maybe the one that made you kind of go, meh. You know, and then what you think is the sleeper out of all these? What's where's the the hidden hit, um, or maybe and maybe what what was the most unexpected? So we'll just we'll just kind of roll with it. But so on StarWars.com, let's start with it. First of all, the next Star Wars feature film is going to be Rogue Squadron, directed by Patty Jenkins. 
and my niece, if you if you could see this video right now, she's in her, she has her Wonder Woman bed sheets. Um, so um, then we move on to the untitled Taika Waititi film. So they couldn't even give us a title on that one, but hey, whatever. And then, of course, we have Obi-Wan Kenobi with the big spoiler announcement. It's not really a spoiler. They announced it. Hayden Christensen is going to be playing not Anakin Skywalker, but Darth Vader. We'll talk about that maybe a little bit. Then we've got a the Ahsoka series, and it's just a limited release, so it's not going to be an ongoing thing like The Mandalorian. Um, but then there's also another uh, series coming up, and that is going to be uh, Rangers of the New Republic, and it's set within the timeline of The Mandalorian, so that will be interesting. And then we have Lando. And I hope that they change the titles of some of these because if they don't call this the Calrissian Chronicles, they are missing. I've talked about this on the podcast before. All right, but Lando. And uh, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but Donald Glover is coming back for this one, yeah? We- Hasn't been confirmed, but you know, you would imagine if you're bringing back Lando, you possibly bring back both uh, Donald Glover and Billy D. Williams. So anyway, moving on, we have Andor. And we got a nice kind of behind the scenes one on that one. So, uh, and then we have the Acolyte. And this is going to be uh, Leslie Headland's uh, series. Um, this is going to be a Disney Plus series. It is um, a mystery thriller that will take the audience into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. So interesting. And then we have Star Wars The Bad Batch. This is going to be an um, animated series that is, uh, you know, a sequel of The Clone Wars. The Bad Batch was in that final um, season of The Clone Wars. Sorry, Scott. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> but then we have uh, Star Wars Visions. Um, I'll read what they have here on StarWars.com. Presenting all new creative uh, takes on the galaxy far, far away, Star Wars Visions will be a series of animated short films celebrating Star Wars through the lens of the world's best anime creators. Interesting. And then we have a droid story, and this is a Lucasfilm. uh, As Lucasfilm continues to develop new stories, the... uh, Intersection of animation and visual effects offers new opportunities to explore. Um, so this is going to be, uh, says Lucasfilm Animation will be teaming up with Lucasfilm's visual effects team, Industrial Light and Magic, to develop a special Star Wars adventure for Disney+. And um, well, we'll save the lanyap for last. So that's the Star Wars list. So um Dave, let's start with you. What was, and we'll just go around the horn, everybody. Um, what was the one that made you the most giddy? I'd say the trailer for The Bad Batch. Um, surprisingly enough, that was one of the ones that we'd already known about, but just seeing some of the footage um, was just really, really they, they took it in a few different directions. I didn't really expect them to, um, like, it looked like, and again, I haven't like studied every frame, but it looked like there was some clone trooper versus stormtrooper action going on, possibly, um, which is a really interesting story to tell. Like we haven't gotten that story yet of the clones being decommissioned and how that went down, and whether some of them might have rebelled or or what have you. So. Um, 
if they take it that direction, I find myself getting more and more excited for the premise. And um, just seeing the footage was enough to get me um, really hyped for it as well. Cool. Alexis, what was the one that, that made you lose your McClunky more than anything? Uh, um, for me, I, again, we knew it was coming, but Obi-Wan, because again, prequel kid. Um, and I straight up started screaming and crying when they announced Hayden coming back. It made my entire year, I'm not going to lie. Like, I was, yeah, remember, I was really little when those movies came out. And like, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan was like my first celebrity crush ever. And like him getting to come back to this and then like having, I don't know, I just, that I was super, super excited to see where they were going to go with it. Um, although I'm hoping though, that it's not going to, they're not going to end up retconning stuff. I hate using that word, but they're not going to retcon stuff with going into A New Hope. But I high hopes for it. And I'm super, super, super excited that they're starting filming coming spring. Yay. So, so really quick, since she mentioned the, you know, the Hayden Christensen thing, uh, anybody can chime in on this. Are we surprised that they said Hayden Christensen will be playing Darth Vader? That, that threw me, I will say, because if I'm sorry, if I see the Vader suit and I hear Hayden's voice, you know, that, that whole thing, or if, or big deal, (laughs) if he's, if he's, if he's in the, if he's in the suit, I mean, big whoop-de-doo, I'm, I'm still banking on some flashbacks. I don't know, Fredo, you unmuted yourself. Yeah, no, I kind of went, uh, uh, when I heard that, I was like, wow, it's interesting, because I, we know that Hayden did wear the suit for the little brief appearance of, uh, Darth Vader at the end of episode three, but they still got, James Earl Jones to do the voice, which is understandable. And, uh, but I don't think he's been back in, they actually got a different actor for um, his appearance in Rogue One. So I'm just kind of surprised that they're calling him Darth Vader. And, cause that's not what I would have expected. I would have expected either the flashbacks that we hinted at, or we know from episode four that Obi-Wan and, 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 Vader don't face off again till they're on the Death Star. So how that's gonna uh, fit with this? I, well, that's know, that's leaves it open. That's to Alex's <laughs> point, you know, of uh, retconning into A New Hope. I think, yeah, Scott, you unmuted yourself. Yeah. Uh, so I saw an interesting theory on on if it's a retcon or not, and it's based off of one line that Vader says in A New Hope, and that is, "You shouldn't have come back." Ah. Which, poses that not only have they met up since episode three, they likely met up on the Death Star. Well, and we can't really call it retconning because George Lucas was making all this crap up movie to movie. It wasn't, you know, his grand vision of everything. I mean, but anyway, so that is a good point, though. You should not have come back. That would make that line sit a little bit better. Um, Anyway, okay, well, we'll have a lot of stuff to argue about because I've said before that if we see... Obi-Wan leave Tatooine and leave Luke to his own, you know, whatever. I'm distracted because Dave raised his hand on Google Meet. Do you have do you want to say something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to use the function so we have more of a seamless... I'm really uh, glad I'm not a teacher anymore because that just distracted me totally. But anyway, okay, Dave, go ahead. <laughs> well, I, I was interacting with Chuck, who's been on the show before on Twitter briefly, and he was talking about how it'd be really weird to cast Hayden just to stick him in the suit. Um, so I think we're going to see him out of the suit at some, in, in, in some capacity, 
flashbacks or what have you. Um, but there's something really sort of tantalizing about seeing Vader in his prime in the suit again uh, after what we saw in Rogue One. Yeah. So okay. So uh, I'm going to try to keep us from going down the rabbit hole of all the things that, like again, what Alex said, retconning into because there's a lot of things that could go wrong. And I'll just throw this like, okay, so he's he would probably know that Obi Wan is on Tatooine. Why didn't he just carpet bomb Tatooine at that point? But anyway, okay, I, we'll move on. Scott, what was the one Star Wars thing that made you go, "Ooh, cool"? Uh, I'm actually really excited about Visions. I. One of my favorite things um, is I want to see different things. Like, diff- I, I want to see something different out of Star Wars. Like, and I mean, just visually. Uh, I think it's sort of in in a f- animated sense. It's sort of becoming mon- mon- uh, just homogenous in in the way that they've looked. Clone Wars looks like Rebels looks like Clone Wars looks like. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Uh, so I'm excited for that, and if they, if what I heard was that they're going, like each one is going to be a different section of, say, Old Republic, before Old Republic, like each episode is going to be in a different time. Uh, I'm excited that they're going to put hit the you know more history on TV. Cool, right on. Um, the the one that 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 got me, I think, that piqued my curiosity the most the one i'm kind of looking forward to the most is the acolyte um just because kind of what scott was saying about visions how this is a i mean we're in a totally different in a totally different era um it's it's going to be brand new star wars for the first time in a very long time not just expanding somebody else's story um so did i hit everybody fredo did no fredo you didn't say yours okay don't raise your hand oh god dang it (laughs) <laughs> Fredo, We're just like, yeah, no. Uh, actually, for me, the one that got me the most excited was Rogue Squadron, just because first, growing up with the video game, loving the idea. I mean, the first thing before we everybody wanted to be a Jedi, everybody wanted to fly an X-wing, everybody wants to get behind the cockpit, and the fact that you're getting Patty Jenkins to direct it, who knows how to direct great action, the fact that's gonna be the first movie we're gonna get that's new different i don't know if we're going back towards the days of wedge and the rest of the rogue squadron crew from the rebellion if it's going to be new republic if it's going to be post uh sequel trilogy it's going to be interesting but you know a movie that's focused primarily you know on flying and acrobatics and look i'm still playing uh squadrons and that's still so much fun you know when they put you in the cockpit of an x-wing and you just go so that, that that's going to be a really exciting just action fun movie. We're gonna we're gonna have Zev and Hobby playing volleyball against Dak and um, Wedge. Yeah, that's what it's sounds like. Kind of like Top Gun and Star Wars. I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! Um, but no, that did sound very I- intriguing as well. All right, so um, how how about the one that just kind of uh, maybe took some wind out of your sails? Like, really, that's what we're that's what we're announcing today. Um, Dave, let's start back with you. Most meh. Uh, it's kind of a toss-up for me between um, Rangers of the New Republic and the droid story. Um, droid story could go in a lot of cool directions, and it's all about character. Um, 
I I really like a lot of the newer droids that we've gotten since since Disney took over things. Um, AP five is like one of my all time favorite characters. Um, K two, um, they're great. So I'll reserve judgment on that. But droids don't in general get me super excited out of the gate. And then the Rangers of the New Republic. It sounds like a Cara Dune vehicle. Which, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's all I'll say about that. So, Alex, how about how about you? What was the one that uh, maybe you didn't squeal so much about? Uh, droids, for sure. It's, I mean, I'm sure they can do some cool and or cute things with it, but I really didn't didn't care about that at all. Not gonna lie. Right on. You're sounding yeah. like you're becoming an old person like the rest of us. Because it makes me think of like the episodes in Clone Wars when they just do the droids. And I, I have to skip those going back to my rewatches because they just... It, it, uh. Fair enough. I, I'm, I'm the same with those episodes. Those bother yeah. me. I, I would love to have my a full-size R2-D2. But yeah, an episode of all the droids kind of... Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, Colesby, how about you? Droids. Um it's just if you go with the theory that uh, because I, I love film theory and fan theories and stuff, uh, if you go with the theory that the original nine are C three PO recalling it horribly, I it, it's, I'm done with these two. <laughs> I don't need to hear C three O's you know Cameron esque fever dream to to Ferris <laughs> like. I, I don't need these two telling stories anymore. <laughs> right on. You you need to get off my lawn sign too. <laughs> no, that's fair though. That's fair. Um, Fredo, how about you? Uh, I'm going to go with Dave and kind of say, not mad, but kind of like uh, Rangers of the New Republic, mostly because we don't know what it is. But from the title, it sounds very much, uh, uh, you know, does, doesn't sound like it's going to be exciting enough. Now, I could be 100% wrong. It could be interesting. I just, from what we know of this point in the storyline, now what we know what comes next, i.e., the sequels. You know, it's gonna be interesting how they fit all this stuff in the time. What they, uh, uh, what did Kevin Kennedy call it, the time of the Mandalorian. You know, so uh, it's gonna be interesting how they fit, how much they can fit and make differences, uh, knowing that we still gotta meet the first order at some point. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be a vehicle for that at some point to introduce them, but. It kind of left me like, eh, we we kind of seen then, but but it's not. It, it, there was nothing that I kind of went. Uh, I'm not watching it. It's just more along the lines of, it, I'd rather see that first, you know, that kind of thing. See, and for mine, I'm I'll, I'll be the the standout here, and it's it was the visions. Um, while it was intriguing, um, it's just I've never really been into anime. I have nothing against anime. It's just you know. Um, and so it, it just, I'm not saying I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not saying that I'm, a, you know, against the series. It's just when they announced it, I was like, oh, all right. You know, but no, you know, I, it, I was the old guy going, but no Boba Fett series that, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, so, uh, but I think Scott's point of the fact that they're doing something totally different with Star Wars is a, is a good thing. Um, but that being said, it just didn't, you know, it didn't, uh, you know, make me scream from the mountaintops. Um, how about, uh, what do you think in this 
uh, list of uh, announcements, which one do you think is going to be the sleeper hit? You know, which is going to be the one that is just going to uh, take people by surprise and probably end up uh, making a mark on Star Wars, like uh, or has the potential to make a mark on Star Wars, like The Mandalorian has. Dave. I mean, I'd say Rogue Squadron, even though I think it's going to get a lot of hype over time. Uh, Patty Jenkins being attached to it, obviously, is enough to get people excited. And um, people are going to be curious about, is there any potential Rogue One uh, tie-in there? Um, I, You know, I, I think it won't suffer from a lack of hype. But uh, it is the one that really sort of came out of left field. Um, for me, it was the surprise of the of the of the announcements, and and so for 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 my money, that sort of makes it the the underdog at present. Though it may quickly become something else entirely, it may become a behemoth. But um, I loved her story too, and I, I just wanted to say that I loved her personal story about her dad being a fighter pilot and her looking for that winning story about that so she could make a movie about it and now she gets to do it but your your father-in-law was a fighter pilot yeah that's correct and my grandfather uh was uh a um he flew a bomber in world war ii so um we have a lot of familial attachments here and we're excited cool alexis what do you think what's the uh what's the sleeper that nobody's counting on i don't know they all sounded pretty good but if i had to pick one i for me probably accolade just because it it was the most exciting for me but it's the one that i feel like we don't it's completely on you know uncharted territory so nobody really knows exactly what to expect and you know they've been talking about the high republic era and sort of their kind of their plans for it but they've not really given any details um and it could be something where it, it turns out to be amazing because it's something we've not seen. And so it's not like Disney can quote unquote screw it up. But at the same time, it could be everything that's wrong with the prequels all over again. So I'm kind of on bated breath for that one. And also we get to explore the dark side, which is a cool thing we don't get to do enough of from like a first person point of view kind of thing. Right on, right on. Scott. There we go. Um, I think it depends on a number of factors and that mainly comes down to Andor and um, uh, Lando. And it depends on who's back uh, because I don't, they didn't say anything about K2 being. In yeah. Andor. That's what I noticed. They didn't say anything about Alan Tudyk. And I yeah. talked to Alan Tudyk the day that they announced that he was going to be in it. He actually signed my rogue one poster and I said, Oh yeah. And you're going to be, they just announced you're going to be in, you know, in, the Cassian series. That's awesome. And he's like, yeah, but they didn't make that announcement at uh, this event. Keep going, Scott. I'm sorry. Uh, And then Lando, depending on if Donald Glover's in it or not, um, either of those has the potential to be either the sleeper. If it's, if those two don't come back and then whoever they have, or if there's no K2 in, in, uh, and, or, uh, that can still be a sleeper hit. Like I'm going to judge those based on their cast. And if the casting's wrong, then that becomes my sleeper hit. If it's good. Fredo, what do you think? I'm kind of, I'm going to sort of agree with Scott. I'm going to go with Lando. 
primarily because number one, you get the casting right. If you bring Donald Glover, Billy D. Williams back, whatever capacity, there's a potential there for that show just to be fun, to be, you know, not to have, because one of the things that I, while I appreciate and love in Mandalorian is the tenseness, the tension that it brings. Sometimes, you know, you want it to be a bit more lighthearted and fun. Those episodes where, you know, you're just kind of just going on a mission. Lando, for all his complexities, can be far more um, fun character, a character you can just go on wacky adventures and, you know, sometimes they'll come through. It'll almost be like an, you know, like Firefly, but for Star Wars. That kind of attitude where it's, you know, you got a, a dynamic character with, you build a good cast around them and you just let them kind of just riff on stuff. It can be quite irreverent, quite uh, entertaining in a way that none of the other Star stuff has been. Scott raised his hand. So what I want to see, what I would really love Lando to be is Billy D telling stories about Donald Glover. Like have old Billy D at a, like at a cantina drinking cold 45 into yeah. Donald Glover acting them out. And it's all just wrong. <laughs> I, that is I, exactly what I want out of that series. Yeah. And I, I would think that would be, that would be fan service done. Well, is if you, you start off with Billy D Williams, yeah. Setting the stage. And, and again, if they don't call it Calrissian Chronicles, then somebody needs to be fired. Um, for me, I think the sleeper hit in here is the Taika Waititi movie because they don't tell us jack crap about it. There's something that they, I mean, everything else, it's like all this stuff to get us hot and heavy. And this one is just, you know, and it's not like, I mean, yeah, everybody likes Taika. You know, he did some Mandalorian. He did Thor Ragnarok and stuff like that. But I mean, it's not like we have Martin Scorsese doing a, you know, a Star Wars. It, you know what I mean? Not nothing against him, but there's something they're holding back. That's just going to, I think, knock, knock us off our chairs. So, um, somebody actually pointed out, apparently the, I didn't see this, uh, except for a screenshot of it. Some of the artwork that they showed during when they were talking about the Taika movie, um, was kind of reminiscent of the Mortis arc in, um, in Clone Wars. So that could be, that, I mean, that could be really weird and I could see Taika going down that road. Um, uh, Fredo, you unmuted yourself. You didn't raise your yeah, hand, no. but you unmuted yourself. <laughs> it's going to be a running gag now. Uh, no, actually, I agree with you in some ways. I mean, look, we have no idea what Taika's doing. It's interesting that they, did not, they were willing to give us titles and lease dates and cast and crew information for all this stuff and nothing for Taika's movie, which was announced before Patty Jenkins' movie was even in the pipeline or rumored. I mean, nobody had you know, Patty Jenkins directing Rose Squadron. And we've known about Taika directing a Star Wars movie since about a year after uh, Joe Rabbit came out when he directed the season finale of uh, Mandalorian. So the idea that we still, a year later, not willing to reveal anything, not a release date, not a script idea, not a title, tells me it could kind of get kind of, again, wacky and kind of go in Taika ways. And we don't know what that could be, but that could be quite exciting. So um, kind of along the lines of what you're talking about here. And um, so we'll just, w this is the last thing before we move on to the Marvel stuff. Um, 
unless there's a, well, I guess we have, a, well, no, we'll save the land yet for the end because that's land yet. Um, but, uh, what, okay. So where, what was your, any surprises or like, Hey, where's this announcement or what were you, were any of your expectations not met? Um, so Dave, was there something you were expecting that you didn't hear? Dave, so, um, so Dave, nothing. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, y'all can go ahead. No. Alex, Alex, was you, were you expecting anything that didn't get announced? It's kind of like Christmas. You were expecting a present that you didn't get. Right. Well, I mean, aside from Boba Fett, no. But obviously, that's still in the works. I think so. It's that kind of goes without saying. Uh, I was really surprised when they announced Lando because I didn't ever think that was going to happen. Now, now to the Boba Fett thing, I I said this to you in a text. I actually think the the Rangers of the New Republic could actually end up being kind of a a catch-all, if you will, you know, that has the X-Wing pilots, maybe not necessarily Dave Filoni, but I, I think they're setting up, in Mandalorian, it seems like they're setting up a crew with Fennec Shan and um, with uh, Boba Fett and probably even Mayfeld, and you could maybe even see a little Cara Dune if she doesn't, you know, totally tick people off with her parlor stuff, you know, and, uh, um, but then, uh, uh, also, you know, so there's, I think there's a lot of things they could do there. Um, Dave, you raised your hand. Yes. I realized what I was hoping to hear about, and we didn't hear about the Ryan Johnson stuff. Got not a word about anything there. And, yep. uh, uh, I think he's an exceptional filmmaker and I'd love to see him continue to work with the material and see what he comes up with. And yet um, we didn't get that. So I'm a little disappointed. Fredo. Well, I was just going to jump enough of that. It's interesting. We got a ton of stuff for Disney plus. We only had movies announced only one with a release date broke squad, which is supposed to be 2023, which we already had heard that they were supposed to be coming with a new Star Wars movie every other year. You know, it's supposed to be new Star Wars movie, new Avatar movie, new Star Wars movie, and so forth for the next, basically from 2023 through the end of the decade. But so far, only two movies got announced. So I'm not so surprised that they're not ready to announce anything beyond Taika Waititi's making one movie, Patty Jenkins making one movie, and that's it. The rest is just... Disney Plus, course, because they got everybody and their dog forking up twelve ninety nine a month for more Disney content than they could, you know, possibly ever want. So, um, Scott and the, and the COVID stuff, you know, yeah. I mean, like it's still not really a viable business path to make feature films. So, in the short term, ramp up your series, and uh, in the long term, you know, start going back to feature films eventually. Scott, anything catch you by surprise? Uh, mostly, uh, you know, I've had my complaints about this season of The Mandalorian with it, the, the amount of fan service. I thought there would be more announcements of that fan service in the way that I thought it was going, where this whole season was set up to other shows. Uh, I'm glad that with the last few episodes, it hasn't been that. Uh, but aside from that, uh, the Ryan Johnson stuff, I didn't even think, like, it didn't even occur to me that they didn't say anything about that. Well, and to, to Alex's point, you know, Boba Fett, I was totally expecting that. Um, I also was, uh, kind of expecting, um, something with Bo-Katan. Um, but of course that might be in the Rangers of the new Republic as well. 
I, I still think that we're, we're gunning up to a, like I said, in the last podcast, a magnificent seven type of a thing or a dirty dozen type of a thing. Um, so, I mean, so that's the Star Wars stuff. And so they've planned, they've planned our lives for the next four years or so. Of course, they said in the next couple of years. So it's not like all this stuff is going to get dropped, you know, next year. We're going to be waiting and people are going to get fired and writers are going to change and, you know, things. So a lot of this stuff is going to happen. Um, yeah. The, so it'll be interesting to watch where all this goes. Um but remember, if you're a listener to the, this podcast, Dave and Fredo gave me homework when this pandemic started because we we still we still need to have you know every now well every now and again we have you know this discussion of you know crap that Aaron hasn't seen, um, and I get ridiculed and then I have to go do homework, and it happens in public scenarios as well. It's like they can't believe that I haven't seen X movie Legend! or Y movie. So, Legend. What's that? Oh, legend. Yeah. Well, legend. I got, I got raked over the coals cause I haven't seen Goonies either. So, um, so if everybody, yeah, see, that's a good thing that all your microphones are muted cause nobody can hear you screaming at me. Yeah. I, I, yes, Alex, I haven't seen Goonies. I've just I let, I just let my niece down. Yeah. Right. Oh, wait, there's more. My God. There, there's, there's more. I, yeah, there's more. I can really let you down. But, uh, so part of a part of the podcast, I, you know, I, I watched and, you know, Brittany and I actually watched all of the MCU movies. Uh, Dave and Fredo, uh, gave me the, gave me the order in which to watch them. And so Brittany and I, because there's nothing else to do in a pandemic except watch movies. And so what went through them all. So I was actually kind of intrigued by the Marvel stuff that is, uh, coming out as well. And they announced a whole, crud ton of new marvel things um by the way is it just coincidence that there were 10 of each released <laughs> is it they just wanted to make sure that nobody was mad is that how it goes so i'll, I'll like I, we did with the last one um i'll go through the list of what was announced some we've already known about um and then we'll go around the horn stuff like that so first up we've got wandavision which has the scarlet witch and um uh, vision. Then we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It is a series on Disney Plus, which also WandaVision is, yeah. Um, next we have Black Widow. And somebody tell me, is that being just released to Disney Plus or is that going to be theaters or what's happening with that one? No, they were pretty firm that they were at May release date for theaters, although we'll see. Okay, yeah. go vaccine. All right. Uh, it so okay so that was black widow um loki a series on disney plus and we actually got a trailer for that one at this event as well um shang chi and the legend of the ten rings uh somebody's gonna have to tell me what that's about that's out of my marvel knowledge so we'll we'll get anybody anybody want to give me a quick little synopsis on what that is nobody's raising their hands all right i'll move on we'll talk about it later um Next one is Eternals, um, and I'll, I'll say uh, this: uh, the website that I've got this on, it says how it fits into the MCU. Because the Eternals and the Celestials are old and powerful, the Celestials are some of the oldest creatures in the universe. They run into just about everyone. When the Kree happened to learn about the Eternals, they tried duplicating the Celestial experiment and created inhumans on earth so this is kind of a little bit related to agents of shield huh 
um, and their plot line a little bit. All right, so then we got Spider-Man 3. That doesn't require any sort of uh, um, explanation. What if, this is an animated series, and this is uh, um, kind of, you know, what, I guess, like, what if uh, Agent Carter became Captain America? You know, so they, they kind of take the stories and they, they twist them a little bit. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Then we have Hawkeye, a series on uh, Disney+. Plus. Then we have Miss Marvel, another series on Disney+. Plus. And Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And that is theatrical release as well. Yeah. Okay. And they're saying March 25th. So go vaccine. Um, and then Thor, Love and Thunder. And uh, who's, who's directing that one? Is that Taika as well? Yes. Okay. Taika is coming back for that. And are the Guardians going to be in that one as well? Because last time we to... saw Thor, he was with them. They're supposed to be in some kind of way, but not central to the story. Okay. There's, it's a lot, there's a lot of people coming back from the old Thor movies for that one. And then also we have She-Hulk, a series on uh, Disney+. Plus. Um, Black Panther 2, um, release date of July 8th. And the big announcement there was that they're not recasting anybody. So that was, that was huge. Um, Deadpool 3, I have to admit, I haven't seen Deadpool 1 or Deadpool 2. It wasn't on my homework. Yeah, Alex, calm down. <laughs> See, I knew Scott would like you. I, I just, you know, just, yeah, um, you guys. Um, and then we also have Captain Marvel 2. And here's the interesting thing on this one is that like the day, the morning actually that they released all this stuff, the morning I saw this uh, article just on my news feed that said that uh, Brie Larson had been replaced as Captain Marvel and that she, nobody on the Avengers liked her, you know, and the Avengers movies liked her. And so they replaced her. And then of course it's announced that, Nope, she's in, uh, she's in. And then we have Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, quantum mania and guardians of the galaxy volume three. That's a release date. And it says their guess is May 4th, 2023. Um, and then we have Blade. They're redoing or reboot. Is this a reboot? Can we say it's a reboot of uh, the Wesley Snipe, you know, Wesley Snipes uh, version uh, that was so many years ago. Um, and then another reboot is Fantastic Four. But this is a series on Disney Plus uh, set around 2023. November of 2023 is their guess. I think there's more Marvel stuff they announced in Star Wars. Um, Moon Knight, a series um, that is premiered to be uh, announced. And am I, have I gone too far, everybody? Scott, these are still Marvel announcements? Still, still on Marvel. Okay. Still going. So we have Secret Invasion. It's a series uh, on Disney Plus as well. Um, Nick Fury and Talos will deal with the sect of ill-intentioned scrolls hiding on earth and infiltrating every level of life on earth. So they're actually getting Samuel L. Jackson for this, huh? That's pretty cool. And Ben Mendelsohn. So this is a Captain Marvel spinoff kind of, right? Um, taken, it, it's taken off of the uh, tease at the end of Captain Marvel yep. when Nick Fury was in the spaceship. Yep. Going off of that. And uh, then we got Ironheart, a series on Disney+. Plus. So it's uh, based on the character recently introduced into Marvel Comics by Brian Michaels Bendis and artist Mike uh, Diotato. 
Um, a robotics genius who builds a suit of armor more advanced than anything Tony Stark devised in his lifetime. Okay. And then we have Armor Wars. It says, according to Feige, this series will be Tony Stark's worst fears come to life as bad actors get a hold of some Iron Man tech. Only Colonel James Rhodes, Don Cheadle, a.k.a. War Machine, will be in a position to stop them. And then we have the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Wow. I mean, how anybody would look at, you know, the Holiday Special and decide to go down that route. They're brave people, but the Guardians of the Galaxy would be the ones in Marvel that could pull it off. Um, so it says a first for Marvel Studios. The special will be filmed concurrently with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and streamed the holiday season prior to the feature's release. So marketing, marketing, marketing. Kind of like merchandising. Um, then we have I Am Groot, a series on Disney+. Plus. Um, I don't think that... Um, well... It says, uh, let's see, as Feige announced at the December 2020 Investor Day presentation, this series will be a collection of animated shorts featuring Baby Groot. It's unclear if the other Guardians will appear in some capacity, but several new and unusual characters will be introduced. So, whew, a lot of Marvel stuff. Um, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with, uh, with our, uh, our Marvel, our big Marvel nerds that I know are here. Scott? Um, what was the one that made you the most giddy when, cause you said it got better and better as they announced, which was the one that just sent you over the moon? Oh, that's, that's a hard, hard question. Um, I don't know. I, what if I already knew about winter Soldier? you know, talking to winter soldier, we already knew about, um, but they, to, be, to a- be fair, they were kind of rumors, you know, they weren't officially announced. So maybe if you got a confirmation that you, you know, go ahead. Um, Fantastic Four. That's actually the one I'm most that when they announced that that was the that was the one that confirmed. And I know me and Fredo had a, a bit of a conversation on Twitter about this about who the next big bad is in Marvel, and this is the thing that sets up Galactus, Galactus, and Silver Surfer as being the next. When you're going to do in ten years, when they're going to do the next big bad, that this sets that up. So yeah, uh, Fantastic Four finally not being in Sony's hands is or Fox's hands. Sorry, um, is, is the most important thing in in the Marvel in the MCU. <laughs> right on, Alex. You 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 seem to agree with Scott on Fantastic Four. Yes, I concur. Uh, they're one of my favorite uh, like characters in the comics in terms of reading. Like I just I've got a special place in my heart for First Family. So I was really, really excited to hear they were finally announcing that, and I'm really excited for any casting news, if and when we we get that. I didn't know that you said it was going to be a series. I didn't actually know that. That was going to be a movie. Did they uh, say that was going to be a series? Well, let me let me scroll. That's what it said. I, I was reading what it said on this website. So, um... uh, Reading from IndieWire, uh, from an article reporting on everything, uh, they state Fantastic Four movie confirmed for MCU. Well, this is actually. Uh, yeah, Marvel Studios Twitter says uh, John Watts will direct a new feature film for Marvel's first family. All right. Well, then Rotten yeah. Tomatoes, the editorial section at Rotten Tomatoes, they need a better editor. So, anyway. Anyway, uh, so that was the one that sent you over the moon? That one was, and also finally, 
finally getting a release date for Falcon and Winter Soldier because I had been on the edge of my seat for that one, and it's it, we're finally moving along with it. So that was exciting. That one, I was yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, Fredo, how about you? I'll co-sign everything regarding Fantastic Four that Alex and Scott have said. They were kind of my first comic book loves when I was a kid. I actually grew up with reruns of that 67 series, the 67 TV show, which is awesome because they're just taking it straight from Kirby and Lee and just animating it. But anyway, uh, the other one that kind of made me, you know, kind of ears kind of perk up was uh, Secret Invasion. Because when you start talking Secret Invasion, that involves Kang the Conqueror. And that involves bringing all sorts of wacky time traveling, uh, all sorts of uh, alternate realities. It, it creates a dynamic for basically the end of Endgame that we saw to be messed with. Now, I doubt the MCU is going to go back and mess with anything that happened in Endgame, but the idea of somebody bouncing from one place to another you know, alternate, you know, the multiverse, so to speak, that uh, Dr. Strange also kind of hands at. Yeah, now Secret Invasion could be the way to kind of bring that into, fold that into the, the MCU. And uh, if anybody ever read Jonathan Hickman's uh, Secret War, Secret Invasion, the whole run that he went on, it, it gets both quite trippy and quite epic. So I hope that they bring all that into the TV show. Cool. Dave, what about you? You know, just a quick react to what Fredo said too. I was like, what's really exciting about most of these announcements and what really gets me most giddy is that they all sort of tie in with one another. And like, if you're familiar with the source material at all, you can see where Kang could make an appearance in, in uh, the Secret Invasion, but he can, he's already announced for the Ant-Man movie. Um, and he could end up being the big bad of this next phase, maybe not for the next couple of phases. Uh, he may not be the overarching big bad, but he may be the next big bad that we get. Um, you know, the Loki footage was, I love that trailer so much. I, I don't, I, I was wondering if they had Mark Mothersbaugh back, um, from the Thor Ragnarok movie to score that because the score was was incredible really ramped up the tension i like that and i kind of an underrated thing with that under people's radar might be she hulk um i again connective tissue this is something that marvel does so well but when you announce that mark ruffalo is going to be back and you announce that um abomination is going to be back i i get excited Right on. Well, and since, since I'm the Marvel newbie, I'm not going to, to share mine um, because it would be very elementary and we'll just, just to keep things flowing here as well. Um, what was, how about let's Scott, let's start with you. What was the one that just kind of, that maybe you're not as over the moon about kind of took the wind out of your sails a little bit. I can do without the Christmas special. I <laughs> don't, everything they announced. I, I don't see the point of it. I don't, I mean, it's cool that they're doing what, like that James Gunn is going to do it. <laughs> I think that was probably part of the deal to get him back. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't, I don't need the Christmas special. Uh, it's not solid money to do a holiday special. You know, it's not like, it's not just, but a... it, it's the one where James Gunn can go real weird. Like he doesn't the, the, like, it's not going to be canonical. It's, it's just going to be 
the one where he can do stupid things. Did you did you watch the Lego holiday special Star Wars one on Disney Plus? Not yet, no. All right, that that's kind of we talked about that. I mean, Lego can do that exact same thing, and that's what they did. It was it's just fun. Don't take yourself seriously at all, you know. But all right, on fair enough. Um, Alex, what was of all these Marvel things? What uh, made you kind of go meh? Hundred percent that Christmas special. Like I like it's it's cool. I'm sure it'll be funny, and you know it'll, it'll get laughs. But I. I don't know. I, I don't. We're already getting a movie with them anyway to round out their like trilogy. So I didn't really feel like we needed it. But I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I None of what they announced at all like was bad to me. I was, I'm excited for anything I can possibly get. Just I've been so starved for content lately. So yeah. Cool. Cool. Fredo? A yeah. uh, couple ahead looking at the list. I probably would go with I Am Groot. Not because I don't I love Groot. I mean, I think it's impossible to hate Groot, but I also don't know that. Uh, I mean, I know it's animated shorts. So I just go like, eh. you know, if, if you put it on Disney's website or on an app, I don't think I would go chasing after it. That kind of thing. So, well, and to be fair, be, that yeah. and the holiday special is not geared towards you know right. males in their forties um, or late thirties or you know uh, it's it's you know geared towards kids and and you're releasing the holiday special right before the movie comes out it's like well duh you know um now the only thing hopefully don't get into the confusion of i thought the guardians movie already came out like you know people didn't go to solo because they thought star wars was just released you know you can you can see dumb people thinking that you know so yeah because at first when i first saw it i thought wait i thought I thought they were going to make a movie and then it's like, Oh no, it's a separate thing. So yeah, I, even I got confused by it when I saw the holiday special. I'm like, wait, they're not calling it guardians three. And then I have to be, no, it is. There's going to be a separate thing called guardians three. But anyway, that's it for me. Dave, how about you? Black widow is an easy choice for me because I, I like the look of that movie. I think it'll be really good and fun, but anytime we get news about it, it's bad news. Oh, we're delaying it another six months, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, it, it's kind of a downer in that respect. Um, and I also say that Fantastic Four makes me a little nervous. We've had three not so good Fantastic Four movies, in my opinion. Uh, I didn't really enjoy any of them. Uh, so I'm, I'm a little nervous about you know i you know i guess we should trust feige at this point but i'm i'm still nervous fredo jumping off of dave's point because it's uh it's key and there's something scott and i were mentioning the biggest thing for me in that fantastic four movie is who do they cast as dr doom we are talking the biggest best baddest greatest comic book villain of all time and I will hear no snow, no point about that. He is. And if you get it right, it is amazing. And if you get it wrong, you get either the Tim Story movies or God forbid that insanity that was the fan four stick movie. Or so, the or the dude from uh Flash Gordon. Exactly, yeah. or the dude from Flash Gordon. So it could be uh Aclitis. Uh so it could be quite easy to mess that up. But you get the right guy, that is a major 
villain. That is a major baddie that could anchor a whole phase of the MCU. Well, it looks like you got Colesby fired up. Uh, I think they don't do it. I, I would like, if, if they're going to do Doom, he's a teaser at the end of it for the second one. They should absolutely not do Doom, the first movie. So should they do Mole Man? I, I, they shouldn't do Doom and they shouldn't do Silver Surfer. Those are the two rules that I have. <laughs> I'll add one more to your list. Don't do Namor. Actually, no, Namor, Namor should be uh, 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 Black Panther too. I think I think Alex is looking to raise her hand there, but yeah. You know, so go ahead and chime in because you made her make a weird face. Yeah. No, I, I don't think they'll do Doom or Silver Surfer yet, especially not Doom. If The way they handled Spider-Man is any indication, I think they're going to stay away from stuff we've seen them do like three times already. So I think if they do Doom at all, it'll be like a post credit scene. Um, Namor, I absolutely think, is going to be... They'll introduce him in a Black Panther movie. It might be the third one. I don't necessarily see them doing that in the second one just because of... They're trying to like they're not recasting. They're trying to make it centered around the other Wakandan characters in memory to Chadwick. So I I don't think they're going to do that just yet. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if they did it in like Black Panther three. So if can I ask? I'm I'm not up to on this story. So are they going to handle Black Panther like the way Star Wars should have handled um, Princess Leia? I mean, is is um, T'Challa going to? be dead in this movie what'd you say dave sorry probably if they're not recasting there's not necessarily a need to make him dead because he's dropped the throne several times in the comics uh and what they're probably going to do is go with the shuri timelines of, of her taking over the mantle while he's doing more politicking kind of stuff Right on. So it's it's going to be where where's T'Challa? Oh, he went to the UN. You're in charge now. Right on. Which again, it was, I I really think that's what they should have done about Princess Leia. I mean, they should have sure. either sent her somewhere else, or they you know it should have been you know as horrible as the sound killed off at like in the very first scene, and let you know people deal that way. Um, you mean T'Challa Scott visiting his sick aunt and uncle, you know, happening on the other side of the coast? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh. That's a, a Three's Companies reference for you people. Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. Where the kisses are hers and hers and his. Three's Company too. So, uh, how about, uh, okay, so what's the, what's the sleeper here? It's Hawkeye, isn't it? Hawkeye's the sleeper. Hawkeye's going to be the one that's going to take all the awards, isn't it? I'm sorry. Every time that I, I like Hawkeye's fine, but I always think of the Saturday Night Live skit, which was like the most on-point Saturday Night Live skit ever. It's like, oh, no, I used up all of my arrows. It's like, yeah. So anyway, uh, what's, the, what's the sleeper hit? Uh, Scott, what do you think in this, in this list? Funny enough, I actually think it might be Hawkeye. <laughs> I think Hawkeye works better on uh, on a smaller scale, like he does. And the fact that they're doing a short series with it, the the fact that they're um, they're 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 going into you know uh, um, can't remember her name, um, uh, his daughter uh, taking over 
or not his daughter. Uh, um, Kate Bishop. Yeah, Kate Bishop. They're taking uh, Kate Bishop's, uh, taking sort of the mantle of it, and I think that works better for Hawkeye, and and I think that that's where they should go with it. Cool, Alex. What do you think is the sleeper hit in this list? Oh, I think it's What If. That's good. I'm so jazzed for that. Peggy is Captain Britain. Sign me the f up. Oh, I'm so excited. And like, like, what if T'Challa like becomes Star Lord? Like all these things. And it was like, yes, yes, yes. And just in their little little micro pocket of the universe. So ready for it. What if? Cool, Fredo. Uh, I'm gonna go with the one that the moment I saw, I was like, "Ooh, that'd be interesting." Which is Ironheart. Which, uh, if you read at all the the series based on a, because the idea is you have a young Tony Stark, but instead of it being Tony Stark, it's this young African American girl who's a genius and is inventing all kinds of suits. I could just see that being a genetic hit for us. The moment I saw, it, I was like. Oh, they're making that. Okay, yeah, that's gonna be a hit because it's it's just it's it, the story, the character. Because she's not Tony Stark; she's not a jerk, but she's got all the genius element of him with a with a you know really fun personality. I think that one's gonna really land well. Dave, what do you what do you think? What's the uh, sleeper hit? You know, the Ant Man movies. Uh, tend to kind of fall under the radar a little bit, and I really enjoy them a whole lot. So the Quantum Mania again, there's potential for Kang being introduced there and becoming a bigger problem for this universe. I love that. Um, also, I'm not sure where to mention this, but I I really wanted to mention it. The Spider-Man three casting that has been dribbling out um, prior to this the the investors meeting was just nuts i mean like you're bringing back the actors and actresses from the previous iterations of spider-man and like you know we had into the spider-verse which was just wonderful it sounds like they're kind of try to do something similar in live action now and uh and obviously it ties in with Doctor Strange and multiverses and all of that fun stuff. So, you know, it's part of this bigger fabric. It's just it's really exciting to think about, especially Alfred Molina. I just love him. I, I think the most important thing out of those announcements that came out was Charlie Cox coming back for Daredevil. That's, that's the end-all be-all for me. Like, I love all the end of the Spider-Verse stuff and... and, and you know, all the the bad guys coming back from other things. And, you know, now the rumors of, of uh, Tobey Maguire and, and Andrew Garfield coming back for their Spider-Man. And, but the fact that they're pulling back uh, the Netflix stuff and doing that again is, to me, the most exciting out of those announcements. The, quick question. Does that mean we might get D'Onofrio as Kingpin and what's-his-name as Castle? Uh, they won't get uh, uh, Castle back because Punisher's caught, uh, they have a few more years still left for Punisher. Um, they can do D'Onofrio though. And they, I tweeted it the other day. That's it's what needs to happen. He is both a daredevil and a Spider-Man bad guy. He needs to be in that movie. Alex, you're making funny faces as they were talking about that. Do you have no, something I to add? I hope, oh God, I hope to God they do it. Like I just, also, I didn't know they had officially confirmed Charlie Cox coming back, but that's awesome if they did. Because 
I've been hearing all kinds of things about it, and I just don't know if it was official yet, but that's yay. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so for them bringing the Netflix stuff back because it, like, crushed my soul completely when they pulled that. Because I, I liked where they were going with it. So I'm excited to see where they go bringing it into the MCU now, finally. So, Alex, I'm going to start with you since your microphone was uh, just most recently taken off. What was the one that in this list you're like, really, that's what we're doing in Marvel right now? Of all the other things they could be doing, that's the episode they're going with? What's What was what took your wind out of your sails? Nothing. Nothing at all. A little, a little, a little bit Secret Invasion just because of like the massive storylines we just had. I feel like we're not quite ready for that yet but that sounds like that might be a little further down the pipeline i think um if, if they handle that well i think it'll be cool but they already sort of tiptoed around the scroll invasion thing with the end of captain marvel and then they brought it back again in the spider-man far from home post credit scene so i that was the only thing right now i'm like it's gonna be cool and i'm excited for it but i don't need it right now um I, it just that was yeah i don't know that seemed like the most overwhelming thing to add on to everything else that they're introducing cool scott what do you what do you think uh say uh secret invasion and it's just because it seems like such a weird way to do it is is just this spin-off kind of show with sam jackson and mickelson like that could have been like that could have been the first half of this phase like you know sort of a transition from we're going from reality to mysticism let's throw this little thing in there for a big bad you know a big bad kind of thing at the end that's along the lines of a you know like ultron or something like that nothing too big not kang or not uh or you could even have it have been kang um but it just seems weird to do this short little show that's one of the most important comic book storylines that there is. Cool. Uh, Fredo, what do you think? Probably for me, the one that, again, I loved it all, but uh, Armor Wars. Don't get me wrong. I love Don Cheadle's take on War Machine. I love the idea of another character dealing with the fallout from Tony's passing. But if in terms of the, the storyline, I think that's the one that's, least attractive or least calling my attention at this point just because uh all the other ones are just they're brimming with opportunities to expand this one almost feels like it's just going to be kind of doing its own little thing up on its own and it's all right but it's not something i'm going like oh i want to see that over any of the other stuff that i've never got over here scott the problem with armor wars is you know they 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 talk about it and you know, this is Tony Stark's worst nightmare of like all of his technology and all of his, you know, worst fears that the 10 years of the MCU has been that <laughs> it's everything was because of what Tony did at some point. And it's like, I don't know. It, it, it just bugs me. Dave, which, which of these uh, was least intriguing to you? Yeah, probably that because of what Fredo was saying. It's just kind of like you're running in place at this point again with the and, and what Scott said, you know, it's the Tony imprint on this whole thing, you know. It just after a while it gets a little old. <laughs> um I love Tony Stark, he was great. Uh Robert Downey uh, Jr.'s portrayal was great, but you know, it's like, okay, we get it, we get it, you know, let's move on to the next thing and 
maybe this series would be kind of a jumping off point for Ironheart. Um, maybe they introduce Ironheart here, and 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 that's kind of the direction they take it, and that that could be cool. But uh, um, yeah, I'm not super excited about that. All right. So finally, um, what was was there anything that you were expecting that didn't get announced? Um, Alex, let's start with you. Uh, you know, I, not off the top of my head. I, I don't think they, I mean, they gave us a massive slate of things that like certain things that I didn't know were coming that were, that's going to be cool. So I, I mean, yeah, no, no, nothing for me really that I was like disappointed that they didn't say. So, you know, to that point, there's, there's a very good likelihood, all this stuff that they announced, it's a very good likelihood that, you know, five years from now, we're going to go, Hey, didn't they say they were going to do a Lando thing? Yeah, that's right. No, yeah, they never did the Lando thing. I mean, it's because they gave us so much stuff. It's like, it would be interesting to see if all this stuff gets released. Scott, anything you were expecting as a big Marvel buff? Uh, like Dave said earlier, I can't believe they didn't say anything or say more about the Spider-Man stuff. I get that it's, it was a Disney call and not a, you know, like a Disney Sony, like that's a, still a Sony thing. Um, but yeah, a lot of the, I'm surprised that there was hardly a mention of, of all the star, of all the Spider-Man announcements. Fredo? Off the top of my head, the one kind of big, not mentioned specter in the room was the X-Men. Because they're now Marvel Disney property. 100% lock, stock, and barrel. And the fact that we're not getting a TV show starring Wolverine or a New Mutants or a you know new X-Men show anywhere in this late. Now, doesn't mean they're not thinking about it. They're not developing them. They're not looking at where that's going to come into the equation. But just the idea that they just kind of went, nope, this is everything coming, and the mutants did not anywhere feature whatsoever, kind of surprised me. Because I would have thought if nothing else, they would have gone like, yeah, we got X-Men, and uh, you're going to get it at some point. We can't tell you more than that right now. So every time you say something, it makes Scott wants to say something in 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 response. Is that just typical here? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, I think they didn't do any of the X Men stuff mainly because I think they want to separate from the recent stuff. They want to separate from New Mutants. They want to. Uh, I think that you know, yeah, doing some multiverse stuff could have explained all of that away, but I they still need to one. There is nobody they can cast as Wolverine right now, and that needs to never happen for like ten years. Like <laughs> they can't, unless Hugh Jackman does come back in Deadpool three in some way. Uh, they shouldn't touch Wolverine for a decade. Uh, but I think that's what they want. They want to separate from their re- the, the recent X Men esque failures. Cool, Dave. Anything that you were expecting that you didn't hear? I think that's a good point. I wasn't expecting to hear the X-Men, but it's just this giant shadow until something comes out. So like, it's exciting to hear that Fantastic Four is going to happen, but what about the other major Fox property? Um, and, you know, if I'm disappointed in something that I thought they might have shown us, it would be maybe Eternals footage. Um, because that, that movie was supposed to be out by now originally on their original schedule and so i 
I'm, I want to see it. <laughs> I want to know about it. I want to hear about it. I want to see what's going on with it. And, you know, they just sort of put it on the back burner. So there was a little bit of lanyap. Um, that was was given and because Lucas was when Lucasfilm was giving their their spiel um, also announced the um, is was this gonna be the fifth installment of Indiana Jones and also a um, uh, Disney plus series uh, based on Willow was there anything else they announced on that so now I can make make my friends like really mad at me and my niece even more disappointed at me. No, I've never seen Willow, and no, I've I, and actually I'm not really looking forward to another Indiana Jones movie because let's be honest, two of the four current Indiana Jones movie, Jones movies just leave you really you know questioning your faith in humanity. So anyway. Um, but what what do you guys think of this little lanyap? How about Willow and uh, Indiana Jones? Everybody, just go, just chime in whenever you want. Dave, I'll jump right in. Yeah, um, the thing to be really aware of that jumped out at me with Indiana Jones is that James Mangold is set to direct, and he directed uh, Logan. Um, and so like I. <laughs> That right away, I'm I'm thinking, okay, they're gonna kill Indy, you know, like this is his last hurrah, this is it, he's gonna die, he's gonna pass the torch, what have you, um, but like that's where my mind went immediately with that, and I'm like, that that's an Indy story we haven't gotten yet, so I'd I'd be okay with that. And hopefully not to Shia LaBeouf, but anyway, all right. <laughs> um, anybody else on Indiana Jones or or Willow? Go ahead, go ahead, Fredo. No, I was going to say uh, on Indiana Jones, uh, look, if nothing else, we're going to have a better final indie movie. Than, it should have ended with Last Crusade, but given the fact that we got a movie we didn't want a decade or so ago, now the fact, no, now getting another one to kind of seal it up and be nicer, I think it'll be better. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Willow because they are bringing back Warwick Davis mm-hmm. for this as the title character. I haven't heard if they're bringing back Val Kilmer. I don't think so, but that'll be an interesting idea. So, um, and then the other announcement that they made that wasn't Star Wars uh, related for Lucasfilm was uh, that Lucasfilm is developing a movie series on the Children of Blood and Bone, which that should be awesome. That that's a great book, young adult series. Uh, I'm sure Brittany, your wife, Brit, Brit was Brit. over the moon about that. Yeah. So yeah, that that's gonna be interesting, and the fact that they got Lucasfilm behind it. No idea who the director is, but it should be a good product or a good project. Alex, Scott, anybody? Yeah, really excited about Children of Blood and Bone. Um, I'd be curious to see also who they cast and who they direct. Uh, I think it'd be cool if Emma DeVerna got in on that one because that seems right up her alley. But um, looking forward to that as well as Willow because like, I remember watching the movie when I was a little kid and I just recently for the first time since then since i was like probably six or seven went back and revisited willow so i'm like really excited i wasn't expecting them to touch on that at all um yeah otherwise what was the other one now indy five uh i'll believe that one when i see it i don't know they've been talking about doing it forever now and they haven't done it so i don't know that's fair scott Uh, you did raise your hand fredo (laughs) So I um, I have been 
one of the shameless uh, advocators of Indy 4. I understand what they were trying to do with that movie. I don't are think you, it's a good movie. Are you flipping I, the Jar Jar Binks argument on me? It's like, I, are you going to convince Jar me Jar that Indy 4 is okay? I am pulling Jar Listen, that movie cost me a TV. <laughs> Indy 4 did? Def- Indy 4 cost me a TV. I will defend it just based off that. Uh, there, there's a story here. That, uh, there is. Uh, we'll, we can we can discuss that at another point. Okay, fair enough. Um, no, I understood what they were trying to do with Indy 4. I like the idea like, uh, of doing a new one. Uh, I want to see the end of it. Like, It does need to end. It needs to end better than that one did. Um, so I... With his recent problems, uh, I would not like to see Shia LaBeouf back for it. <laughs> uh, with the news that came out this week, but uh, otherwise, I was all up for him. Fredo, you, uh, I chastise no, you for not raising your hand. No, no, I'm still not raising my hand. No, I was just going to mention right quick that the director that was attached to Children of Blood and Bone was Rick Famuyiwa uh, from The oh. Mandalorian. So that's not been confirmed. So, but at last. Uh, read an article on Screen Rant saying that's who was attached to direct it. So he's got Lucasfilm priors, and we just saw how good he can direct action on Friday. So that will be a bad choice. So this was all Disney's plot to keep us all in our homes, you know, to make sure that we really take, you know, this uh, virus seriously. If we all have Marvel and Star Wars stuff to watch, then why go outside and play? Um, so, um, but it it definitely gives the Who Dat Jedi podcast something to talk about for the, you know, foreseeable future. So we're not going to be hurting for content that way. Um, Scott, Alex, want to thank you guys for joining us tonight. You're awesome guests. Um, and uh, Dave, you want to tell people how they can find our podcast? Absolutely. Uh, folks can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn and Alexa, Amazon Music and Audible. And they can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook. So until then, until our next episode, our next uh, episode you, after this one, we'll be talking about the latest uh, episode of The Mandalorian, um, the... Uh, what was it? the believer is what it was called so uh, be looking for that episode coming out so it's a special week you get two of our podcasts uh, but until then we will just say who dat who dat uh, yeah, we, stupid eagles but anyway we will see you next week my monkey